Once again, in the playground, uh, playoff time, playgrounding with me, <laughs> your boy, Herb, and for the last time as a single man, ladies and gentlemen, Auric. Yeah, this is a special bonus. I should be doing wedding stuff, but I don't want to right now. It's nice to have a minute of break. Addition. My uh, my fiance is being incredibly nice and letting me do this when I should be doing a hundred other things. But I have done a hundred other things today and every other day, so I think, I think that's why. Do you think it's coming together? Am I going to well, regret de- my attendance? No. It, well, maybe, but not for that reason. It's, What's the uh, food going it, to be? It's pizza, I told you. Oh, right. Boring. Wood-fired pizza. Live music? Uh, there is both live music and a DJ. Open bar? There is definitely an open bar. Sweet. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> um, How late is it no, supposed I've to go? Got... If you don't uh, I think like 1130. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you have a, you're going with a friend, so you have a built-in hangout buddy. Yeah, but him and his lady friend. Oh, she coming? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, now you do. <laughs> That's good to know because I don't know if my fiancé knows that. Well, I have a wedding surprise for you. Uh? I've got a wedding surprise for you. But what is it? The person I was going to see Weird Al with can't make it. So, holy moly. If you're interested, there might be an extra ticket available. When is that again? May 19th. I'm Oh, no. Seriously, May 19th. Yeah. God. You can't make it. <laughs> I hate. No, I'm out of town. Ugh. I hate everything. Well, that's the worst. That's that's like the opposite of a wedding. Well, you didn't know, but that's obviously that's just that's um, that's just that's just the worst. That's very disappointing. I I, I was very excited for ten seconds. <laughs> Dang, I have no. I, you're, you're literally like the only person I thought might want to go, especially for the price. I, this is gonna be tough. I totally want to go, but I am not here. Yeah. <sighs> this I will be. Oh God, we are going to several concerts together very soon. Just one, right? Are we only going to one? Ste- uh, the only one I can think of is Steely Dan. Are we not going to another one? We should go to another one. Yeah, dude. Smashing Pumpkins playing only 90s material. That I would go to that. Yeah, we should go to that one. Um, oh, is that really? Wait, 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 is that a real yeah, thing? Yeah, they're going to be in, around the summer. Oh, yeah. Well, are we still trying to go to uh, to Utah? Yes. That is still Wonderful. on the table. That's still the plan. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, so... Yeah, so uh, how's it going? Pretty good. You and I yeah. both saw an event film and felt very <laughs> differently about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> spoiler warning. Yeah, sure, only I would warning. say only for the most sensitive of listeners about these kind of things, because we're not going to really get into it. We're not going to. No, there's not really any spoilers to spoil. It's not really. I don't even know how you would spoil that movie. So uh, I can think of a number of things that you could spoil really please speak carefully you know all right well we will do our best to be only the the mind most minor of spoilers we're, we're, we'll only speak about the film in the the broadest of terms um yeah if you're the kind of person yeah. that wouldn't want to read a review maybe skip ahead five to ten minutes otherwise uh uh i think you're going to be pretty safe but yes arc and i both saw infinity <laughs> <laughs> but not together. Infinity War. Yeah. I went on opening night with my brother, who is a huge fan of those kind of movies. And uh, we were in an uh, audience that was extremely enthusiastic about the Marvel Universe and very excited, uh, you know, rapturously applauding with each character's appearance. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was a lot of fun, and it was a, a great environment. You saw it. Yeah. With... Uh, your fiance, who thought it was dumb, and you feel like who does love Marvel movies in general? In general, I mean, she loved yeah. Black Panther, but no, no, no. She loves. She's loved every single one. We've watched every single one. Interesting. Her favorites are um, the Thor movies. Wait, you haven't seen Spider Man, so don't tell me that you've seen. That's them. the only one we haven't. You're right. That's the only one we haven't. You seen. saw Doctor Strange. But she loved. Yeah. 
So she likes the Thor movies because he's like a dreamboat, right? She yeah. Okay. No, she likes the Thor movies because they have the most uh, uh, other things besides people fighting. Huh. So the reason she didn't like the movie, and it's not the same as the reason why I don't know how I feel about the movie, which is not the same thing as saying I didn't like it, is that she her favorite parts of any Marvel movie are when they're not fighting. That's like which, saying my favorite part of uh, dinner at a steakhouse is the parsley that comes with the steak. Listen, you may feel that way, but she doesn't. So her favorite part of any... Uh, of those movies is when there's is when they're doing anything but fighting and there is enough non-fighting things in uh most of the movies uh-huh. to please her and make her love them especially the thor movies where there's a lot of like romancy stuff with uh natalie portman but um so if you're not if my point here is that if you are a person whose favorite part about the marvel movies is the character development uh this was not the movie for you i okay Okay. Right. I thought the yeah. Okay. Um, I don't that's totally my, agree with it, criticism. but I, I can see why someone would feel that way. What yeah, about you? That's not my because you know your fiance is not here, so I can't. Uh, I can't. Can't berate her. Tell her how I feel about her opinion. What about you, Ari? <laughs> what was your issue? Well. I don't know. I need to see it again, and I say that because um, watching it with her and knowing that she was hating it uh-huh. definitely colored my, you know, appreciation of the film. So because, she wasn't like, uh, eh, whatever. She was like, I hated this movie. She says it's, yeah, she says it might be her least favorite movie ever. So um, she really, really hated it. Yeah, it was a little hyperbolic. I agree. But so um, my, my issue was more that it they didn't really develop anything there was virtually no story to the movie it was like one extended fight scene that accomplished very little i think the stakes are meaningless uh-huh. uh it i didn't like the i mean i think they had to change his character arc uh sure. from the comic book story tre- space tre- on, but tread I, lightly but yeah yes but i was i'm not going to go into yeah. details but i was unhappy with the changes um but mainly it just felt like all that was happening was a just, you know, orgasm of CGI fighting. And I would like to remind you, this is a family-friendly podcast. Wait, is orgasm not family-friendly? Well, I mean, I guess you need one to start a family. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, I think that, you know, for example, like, I understand why some of the characters, you know, have to be uh, CGI. Sure. That's obvious. Yeah. But the lady... The lady that was... Are we allowed to even just talk about places they went? Is that also a spoiler? Uh, I'm trying to think about what lady you could be referring to. One of uh, Thanos's peeps. Oh, okay. Yeah. She. Why was she, like, completely CGI? Like, she wasn't. It the looked one with, like, so the, fa- the oh. black face paint? Yeah, I thought she looked so fake. She wasn't CGI. I thought she looked incredibly huh. fake. And... There was a lot of stuff sort of like that uh-huh. to me, uh-huh. and, I, and I was a little bit bummed out about that. And then it's just like, I don't know, it just felt so so many cliched things. Like, there, there were good things. There were good things. I, there were things I liked. There were moments that were funny. There were moments that were um, interesting. There were, there were nice moments. There were some cool moments. But I just like everyone, I mean, maybe it's that they had to fill, you know, put a ton of characters in there and they couldn't really give anyone any time, but it just felt very, like, empty uh-huh. to me, as I guess how I would describe it. It was just an empty, I mean, and you know, it's funny because I, I, a pure action flick, like a, a flick with nothing but action, is not something I necessarily don't like. This one just felt completely empty and, and, um, I just like I don't know. I expected, I guess, more buildup or more story. Maybe I mean, if you really think about it, almost nothing happened in that movie. There was just a lot of very. I mean, one of the things I read that I thought I, I mean, agreed I, with. I just feel like when you can say something, you can say that about so many movies. If you're going to be that reductive, but so, sorry, continue. <laughs> I, I guess I agree with that. There was someone I read who said that every fight felt like the same fight. It was just like throw a few uh, Avengers at. Uh, at the big bad and 
they fail, and then the next group attempts the same meaningless pl- ploy. I mean, you know, there were there were some high, there were definitely some bright spots. Like I said, I need to see it again. I I, I don't know. I it, at the moment I really didn't like it, uh-huh. and I came home and I and I I just felt like I really didn't like it. And then the more I've sat with it, the more I've realized I need to give it another chance because I don't. I, at the time, I felt like I really well understood why I didn't like it, and and all the reasons I'm giving you now are are definitely true. Uh, but I do feel like, at the same time, there was a lot of stuff I enjoyed. So I'm wondering why I came out quite as negative mm-hmm. as I did, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that was maybe colored by first of all who I saw with, second of all when I saw it. Like I was extraordinarily tired yeah. and not really. Probably it was not the, really the right night to go. Mm-hmm. I also saw it with. I also saw, I should say, I also saw it with my fiance's brother, who has literally seen zero of the other movies. Oh, he must have lost. Which, which is like, I mean, this is not a film that catches you up. You know no, what I mean? Not at all. Not at all. So it's like, uh, you know, uh, there's just no, it, there was nothing there for him. He was just like, wow, what the hell was that? Well, so, yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, sorry, I, I know I'm kind of rambling at this point. I'll, I'll, I'll close it with this. Um, I, I, I'm really interested to see what happens now. Uh, the next two movies that come out are both prequels. Um, I don't know if you knew that. Well, Ant-Man and the Wasp, they are saying will tie into Infinity War. But it will be a prequel. And you're being super Nothing that happens of to it. Of course I know, Arik. I love these movies. <laughs> I was not trying to be condescending. <laughs> I didn't know it until I, until I just recently learned. And then Captain Marvel is, a, is takes place in the 90s, I believe. Yeah. And so, um, I'm really curious to see... We will have to wait till next year, but I know that they say that this movie is the bridge to the next phase. Yeah, and I, you know, without getting into spoilers, you and I can talk another time about why I think the stakes were kind of meaningless, mostly. But they are going to have to do something. They're going to have to build real stakes in the next movie because they're going to be clearing the decks in some fashion. And I'm quite curious to see how they do that. Yeah, so, all, all the contracts um, are up for uh, uh, basically all the people who started doing this stuff ten years ago. So right, but there are people that we we know that are getting sequels. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think there's some interesting things to be done there. Um, I, di- you know, I, like I said, I think it was a bit empty, and I didn't feel like it, it had a lot of a lot of weight to it. But I need to see it again. Well, I really liked it. I agree with you that uh, the stakes didn't feel uh, that high um, for a number of reasons. But uh, I kind of thought it was fun. You know, I think we've had. What have they done? Like twenty movies before this, almost like something like that. It's a lot. They've built the world, and this kind of felt like a payoff to me. It's like we know all the characters. We know uh, we, you know, even relatively casual fans of the Marvel universe kind of basically know who these people are and what their backgrounds are. So they didn't really have to do any of that uh, establishing character dynamics and motivation. It was just like, Agreed. all right, Agreed. let's go. And it basically from the get go. Just, just fire it off, and then it was just a sequence of action scenes, which I thought were all really well choreographed and really fun. Because um, they're all sort of like different, you know. Like the Doctor Strange fights are different than uh, Thor fights, you know, stuff like that. Like I thought it was really funny. Um, I thought the uh, main antagonist was actually re- really kind of well drawn and. Uh, even though there there were changes uh, from the uh, from the comic, I I I I thought it really worked, and I thought that that character kind of came. I, I thought that was an interesting character, and that was sort of the the character development that I got out of the film and that I enjoyed from the film. Um, I I just overall thought it was like a super entertaining. I thought there were tons of really funny lines. I thought there were a lot of extremely entertaining fights, and I can't wait to see what happened next. Happens next. I have to say, I will say this. Uh, my perhaps there were there were like I said quite a bit of things that I did like. Maybe my favorite thing, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but you can tell me, is the the relationship between um, Iron Man and Doctor Strange. Oh, great! Yeah, that was fantastic. I don't think that's a spoiler. Super good. That was super good. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like. On the other hand, did not feel that same way about a certain other two characters that have never met before who met, thought it was really stupid, but, um, like, really dumb. So, 
you know, it was a little bit one side, one side liked, one side didn't like. But uh, I, I, I do like I said. I need to see it again. Like I, I really thought I had it locked down, and 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 now I don't feel like I do. But um, I am ex- remain extremely excited for both Ant Man and the Wasp and uh, Captain Marvel. Like I think both of those seem like they're going to be great. And I really like all these movies. Like it, it's not that I didn't, you know. It's not that I'm not a fan, right? I'm a huge fan. And you haven't so, you haven't watched the best one. Spider-Man is your favorite one? Yeah. It really is. So my favorite one as you know is Black Panther. Uh-huh. But yeah, I so so that's actually what I told my fiance, you know, as she was not enjoying it, I said, "Well, we'll we'll, we'll watch Spider-Man soon because I think you'll really like that one." I think it would be hard not to like that movie. Yeah, that movie I feel like is going to have just a lot of charm. Yeah, it is. It's um, a lot of fun. Um and and so yeah, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, for for the culmination of of ten years of planning and and all that stuff, uh, you know, you remember when like uh, the Batman movies went off the rails? It was because they added too many characters. Yeah, uh, the kind of the same thing happened with X Men. Um, you know, they they made other mistakes, but by the time they got to later X Men movies in in that original run, it was like there's too many. people. Yeah, you can't manage all this. And and I believed for a very long time that. There, there was just sort of a limit, and that was kind of like an inherent uh, cap with these superhero movies, was that eventually, uh, when you had too many characters, the films wouldn't work, you know? So mm. the way they kind of circumvented that with this film was to just kind of do a different kind of movie, you know? Well, they separated them a lot, and they did a really they good job. They spread them out, and they just kind of like uh, uh, just took for granted that people knew a lot of stuff going into it. So there was a lot of work that they just didn't have to do. You know, it was almost like you were watching the last third of a, a really long movie as opposed to, to watching uh, uh, a whole piece. Um, now that's interesting. That's an interesting take. Uh, that's, that is very interesting. You know, I, I, I also think, you know, unfortunately they were releasing this, you know, this year and then the next one next year. Yeah. And we, it's really hard to judge the thing as a whole sure. because we won't know until kind of it's over uh-huh but yeah so i don't know i like i said need to see it again i uh yeah just need to see it again i, I like that you liked it i expected i thought i was gonna love it like i went to it with very you know high hopes and it just didn't i just found myself you know less and less happy as the as the film went on so you know these things happen we'll see uh, and it's funny because I was thinking, oh, maybe I just don't like the Russo brothers, but they did one of my favorite Marvel movies, which is um, Winter Soldier. Sure, yes. Winter Soldier I was great. I really like Winter Soldier. Um, I'm not as into Civil War, and I do wonder if maybe that's part of the problem is that the film, their films have over time kind of had that problem you're talking about where like Civil War had just so many – it was basically just an Avengers movie. The other thing, to be fair, is that the Avengers movies are actually my least favorite films by and large in the series uh-huh. after like – like I just – all of them are fairly uh, not exciting or interesting to me because I, I feel like they cannot focus enough on individual characters that I care about. So I actually just rewatched uh, Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah, I find that movie so boring. Um, I, I I like the Avengers movies a lot, um, but in my memory, I felt like the Age of Ultron was superior. And uh, going back and watching it, I was like, oh, you know, because I, I think the first Avengers movie is actually really, really good. Um, that one's the best of the three, for sure. But uh, Age of Ultron, I remember liking a lot. And I was really bummed when the Russo brothers kind of took over and we didn't want to do it anymore. But, like, Age of Ultron, mm. uh, watching it now, like, it, I still really like it. But I, I, think, uh, I think the Russo brothers do something different that works and i do agree i i civil war for me is like a lesser avengers movie and it's mostly Mm -hmm. because it's it's uh plot is very incoherent um and does not really hold up to any scrutiny um and i you could probably say the same thing about this movie but the they're they're not trying to tell this like convoluted conspiracy plot you know, in, in, in Civil War, there's this person sort of pulling all the strings that's playing uh, Iron Man and, and Captain America against each other. And it right. it, it, it holds up, again, it's just, you, if you think about it too much, even as you're watching it, when I was watching it for the first time, I was like, this is so dumb. I can't believe that they were this lazy, you know? 
Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Especially when the the real story that's that that came from was actually like sometimes the movies are better, and that is not a situation. the 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 story that that came from is way deeper and more interesting. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. Um, and it was it, yeah that that movie was still entertaining. Like I still liked it, and the airport fight scene remains one of like the great airport fight scene phenomenal. great set pieces. We, we can both agree with that. But uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I just really like this one. Excuse me, one moment. I'll edit that out. Sorry. <laughs> um, he better, y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just generally love these movies, and I'm generally happy to shut off my brain. And with this movie, uh, they weren't they weren't trying to get cute. You know, it's like with Civil War, they were trying to again. It was like this, like they were trying to tell this like labyrinthian uh, conspiracy laden story, and it it was very flimsy and it didn't even hold up to like a, a very very casual level of scrutiny with this one the the villain's uh motivation is is very sort of simple and clear so as long as you're willing to accept that um you don't re- you know there that's pretty much all the plot there is and then i don't know it's just a bunch of one-liners and cool fight scenes sign me up yeah yeah maybe that's my maybe that is my issue uh, but I will. I promise the the audience that I will give it uh, another try. Well, I will watch it with you if you want because I loved it. Oh yeah, see it again. Um, Let's do that. That's a great. For sure. Idea. Should we talk quickly about the two sporting events that I've been to in the last week? Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, well, actually, why don't we save one because one of them is a basketball game, and we can sort yeah. of bring that up when we when we get to that series. But uh, do you want to okay. talk about going to see the Giants? And the uh, yeah, Dodgers. so so I saw the I did not see the Dodgers and the uh, the Giants and the Dodgers in the end. I saw the Giants and the Padres, which uh, is um, less exciting up front, but in fact uh, was way way better because um, nobody cares. And so we had truly phenomenal seats. I mean, we're talking like five rows back behind home plate. Nice, like really, really amazing. Saw everything. Was it a good game? Uh, you know, it was. It was actually a really good game. Giants won in a walk off, um, and uh, and it was the first baseball game that my mother in law has ever been to. Wow! And yeah, and she really liked it. Actually, she was like, "Man, this is she." Well, she didn't say man, but she said she said that the atmosphere was was very lively and like fun, and she really liked it. And that once you understand she was the like, rules, Yo, baseball dog, is not This is boring. actually pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. Once you understand the rules, this ain't so boring, yo. <laughs> So, um, and I and I wanted to also say that uh, I have talked a lot of stuff about the Mariners, but um, it is worth pointing out that they are currently doing pretty freaking well for the season. Like they're 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 on a pretty pretty good tear lately. They're in second place in the division, six games over five hundred, and uh, and uh, and and kind of they're actually not playing very well at Safeco, but they're playing pretty well on the road. I mean, it's still a very young season; they've only played twenty eight games, but. Uh-huh. I'm. I had no idea they had risen like that. They're only behind the Astros right now, who are you know, like like uh, you know we, yeah, the, the defending Astros champs are. and historically great. So I'm pretty pretty happy with that. Um, I, I think they'll obviously break my heart in the second half, like they always do, or maybe even sooner. But right now, um, I'm I'm quite happy about it, especially given that Felix Hernandez has not looked like King Felix this year, thus far. Um, so yeah, but the Giants and the Padres are both awful, and. Uh, uh, and 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 I think in some ways that made it a fun game because they were kind of uh, a little more perhaps a little more evenly matched. So, see, so yeah, it was a ton of fun, and uh, and that's just a great you know it's a great place to go see a, a game. Although you and I both prefer the uh, the other stadium, yeah, the Coliseum, yeah, for sure. So uh, we should jump into the games because I don't have a ton of time. Oh really, Mister Longwinded? Don't give me a chance to chime in. Doesn't have a lot of time. <laughs> Oh man, you know that game is going to end. Uh... Yeah, I'm kind of keeping a half an eye on it. Uh, I think by the wow. time that we get to that series, uh, this this game will be over. All right, well let's jump into it. Okay, so uh, let's start. Uh, so the last time we recorded, there were only two series that had ended. So we're not going to revisit. Uh, what was it? It was Philadelphia, Miami, and uh, uh, New Orleans, uh, Portland. Is that right? Am I misremembering that? Uh, Portland and and yeah, I, th- I think that's right. Yeah, and then and then the the day we were recording it, uh, 
the Warriors were playing the Spurs, and we pretty much had accepted the fact that that was going to be over as well. I, to, uh, well, I guess now that it's official, why don't we just touch on it quickly? Um, uh, San Antonio, uh, yeah, uh, just totally depleted. Uh, not surprised they lost. Hard to be disappointed, kind of given the situation they were in. Um, what do you What do you think? Where do you think they go from here? San Antonio is fascinating, and I think we could do an entire podcast just on them. Uh-huh. Uh, they, you know, all this Kawhi stuff that's come out. I don't know if you read that really long piece uh, by Rachel Nichols, I think. Um, did you? I didn't, but I did listen to her on the Low Post. On the Low Post? about that, yeah. Yeah, that was a really, really interesting one. Um, there have been actually quite a few really good basketball podcasts in the last few days, of which this, I'm sure, will be one. Um, but <laughs> You know, I um, anyway. I was looking at uh, our show on iTunes, and you know how they have like mm. a little meter that shows, shows like show popularity? Mm. Our last two are almost completely full, and every other episode we have has like two to three bars. So I, I don't know what the last time your metrics are, but uh, checked our metrics, but I wonder if we have like a playoff bump going on right now. I wonder that that'd be cool. We should take a look. Um, sorry, but I, yeah, please go on. Uh, so, Oh yeah, we do have a playoff bump. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, none of us have any idea what's going on with the Spurs and Kawhi Leonard and we're all going to, and all this talk is ultimately totally 100% pointless, uh-huh. right? Because the only people who know and the only people who matter are dealing with this way, way far away from any of us. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard varying reports of what's happening. I believe some of them. I don't believe other of them. I have my own theories about what's happening, but I don't know anything, right? Only so, had, you had some um, sort of a platform to share these theories if only. Okay, well, fine. I think that he's uh I think that he's actually injured. Uh-huh. I think that that the Spurs and the doctors he have disagree on the nature of the injury. Uh I think that uh given the specific pain he's been feeling and the fact that the treatment they gave him didn't work, that he's afraid that they when they tell him that if he were to play, he would not re-injure anything, that there's no way that they could know that. Yeah. I don't think they believe he believes them. I think that him and Pop have apparently been texting pretty nonstop, so I don't think that it's any kind of... I mean, I don't think he likes the way they've been kind of leaving him hanging out there to handle his business, but on the other hand, I think him and Pop seem to still be good. So I think that assuming that he can recover... I don't see any reason why he why this can't be another situation where we all go, man, the Spurs handle this stuff really well. So, like, I, I, obviously it, it's the weirdest one because the Spurs are known for not letting this stuff air out, and it's obviously airing, but it would be hard not to with this because there's just so many weird turns. I, I also saw that he was planning on attending, you know, everything, was, this big deal was made about him not being at their games, which I think is nonsense, but also he apparently was planning on going if Pop coached post his wife's uh, untimely sad passing. Uh-huh. So... Um, I think that says quite a bit, but I just don't, I, you know, either they're going to trade him or they're going to, or, or he's going to come back or he's going to retire because of this injury. Right. I mean, there's only a couple options here. Sure. But so, e- even if they trade him, um, they have around him a really old team. There's still a ton of questions. Um, <clears throat> you know, I know I, it starts with a guy like Kawhi, but you just got to wonder like where, you know, where do they even go from there? Um, they have a ton of questions, but if he comes back, they're immediately, a, a, you know, a top four team, right? Wouldn't no. you say? I, I I I would say top eight. How many? I mean, he's one of the five or six best players in the NBA. Yeah, but no? They just have so little right now. I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge was really good last Played year. Played really but well. I don't trust him. And then, you know, the the. The the young guys are are really young, and you gotta wonder you gotta wonder you know how much time do they need? How much better are they gonna get? You know, presumably under Pop, we'll get better. But uh, Tony Parker and Manu, like Manu, might not even come back. And they're like Tony Parker is just at that age where you know you you start to see uh, a huge uh, 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 difference from year to year. And then Pau Gasol, who I think is still under contract next year, I mean he's almost forty. You know, like. Uh, he can still do a few things, but um, I just think, I don't know. I I, I think the way they're constructed, even if Kawhi comes back, I think there's a lot of questions. Um, And I'll I'll be happy to be proven wrong. Um, But I I guess we shouldn't dwell on this too much. But we love to dwell on things. We do. Um, 
Um, I should have applied, uh, I guess, okay, so that was the one that was kind of like already done when we uh, recorded last week. So let's quickly, in order of interest, talk about a series that concluded. Um, Houston, Minnesota, that was a really boring one. Uh, Maybe this was the one that was already over. Which one? Maybe maybe it was it was Houston and Minnesota the one that was already over when we uh Oh maybe. Uh, yeah. That seems right. Or it was either almost over it was either over or almost over, right? Yeah. I don't have a ton to say about it. Uh Minnesota is a really weird team. Um yeah, we did talk about it because I said I would fire Thibodeau. I think that's what we talked about last week. Boy, yeah, <laughs> this is a great one. This is shaping up to be a great episode. Uh, <laughs> Houston, Minnesota, super lopsided series. Uh, if Jimmy Butler had come back earlier, it might have been different. If there, you know, if Andrew Wiggins, if Andrew Wiggins didn't suck, flawed superstar. Uh, he's not even yeah. a superstar. He's a star. No, he's barely even a star. Barely a star. Ouch. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that was a very uh, uncompelling series. Um, Despite a couple of games that seemed like they be were kind of close, and despite Minnesota winning one, um, I don't have a ton to say about it. If I'm Minnesota, no, me neither. I, d- I don't know if you saw, but uh, Jamal Crawford declined his player option. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so who knows where one of my all-time favorite random basketball <laughs> players will be playing next season? Yeah, I mean, uh, if I'm Jamal Crawford and I want a shot at a ring, he's never been a part of a championship team, right? No, I don't think so. He's just played on teams that he should just know. go play for Golden State for free. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> if he wants a ring, I mean, why not? You're such a dick. <laughs> uh, I think they should get rid of Thibodeau. Um, I, I, I sad to say, I kind of agree. Yeah, what a bummer that is, but yeah, I kind of agree. Okay, let's just stay in the West, because we only got one uh, series from the first round in the West. That's over, uh, which was the Jazz Thunder. Went six games. Uh, yeah. But Wessel Westbrook shot 43 times in the final game. <laughs> Man. Um, Never change, Russ. I think there's no team that is more kind of stuck right now than the Thunder. I suggested last week that they should just trade, trade Russell Westbrook. I know they'll never do that, but I really believe uh, from where I'm sitting that's the only way that they can evolve. I, there's no way that Jimmy Butler's going to come back. Um, it sounds like Carmelo you mean might Paul deny George. his you mean Paul George. Uh, you mean or Paul might George. decline his player option, which is interesting. Yeah, that's what I told you, and you you were like, what? I know. I, what? I didn't think there was any way he would do it. He wants to start. Let's talk about that for a second. Who's going to start Carmelo Anthony? I I mean, the only thing I'll say is that there 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 is a case to be made that he is too young to be washed up. completely washed yeah. up, and that, you know, that some, you know, confluence of events has led to this situation, but... That's a, I mean, I don't, I mean, you'd have to assume it had to be, it would have to be a bad team, right? Like, who with a chance would give him a starting spot? So then you're talking about, like, what what sort of irrelevant team could he go to to try to resurrect his career at, basically? Phoenix? Why would they do that? Like, they're trying to, they're trying to instill Devin Booker and, you know, yeah. build a, build something real. Like, why would they, why would they do that? I, I don't see I don't see, see any team, so, I don't see any team, I'm looking at a list right now. Maybe if he goes back to Denver. But even then, like, well, yeah, maybe. You know? I mean, maybe, like, the redemptive story, the fake LeBron. I would just I would just really worry if I'm any team and I'm saying, okay, this guy might have a little left in the tank and he wants to start. You know? Yeah, but what is even even what is it? What is Where is Carmelo Anthony taking you as a starter? Well, that's the thing. Like, what? So I was going to say, if I'm a team that actually has – any kind of chance of making the playoffs, I don't know that I'm interested in that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then you're kind of going to teams that will like, oh, maybe we can, you know, Carmelo's a star, you know, if you're Sacramento, you know. Yeah, if you're Sacramento, Sacramento would absolutely take a chance. Does he want to go play in Sacramento? <laughs> he might not have a choice. Um, he might not. Yeah. I mean... It's fascinating. It's. I mean, I... I agreed with you that I thought it was absolutely until I saw his comments. I thought it was absolutely impossible 
that he would decline. I mean, yeah, they're just it would just be complete <laughs> insanity. But now, I don't know. What about this? Fifty fifty. What about San Antonio? I think he, that would be great. The vet, actually. the vet whisperer, Greg Popovich. Yeah, yeah. If if Popovich, do we even know for sure that Popovich is coming back? We though? don't. We don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could see that going legitimately either way. I still feel like I'm. I would be very surprised if he retired. Yeah, it just depends. I don't know. I don't know. People's lives change when their wife of forty something years dies. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So, I just don't. I don't feel like we know. Is all I'm saying. I'm not saying I think it's likely. I'm just saying we don't. Well, no. The Carmelo thing will be very interesting. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to follow along. I actually think this whole off season is going to be yeah. super fascinating. That's, that's about what. I, that's what I was about to say before you. Cut Sorry, me buddy. Off. Yeah, I like to do that. It's uh, a <laughs> hobby of mine. Yeah, no. I think uh, I think we're we are looking at it a, a, a really interesting off season. The Jimmy Butler thing. It seems like. Almost like a thousand percent, he's going to go to L.A. Uh, really, you think so? You don't think he's staying in uh, in Minnesota? Or sorry, you sorry, mean Paul uh, George, uh, right? Jimmy you keep Butler. saying Jimmy Butler, but you mean Paul I George? I mean Paul George, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree. With um, that. and then the Thunder will basically be where they were at uh, at the beginning of last summer with even less assets, which is probably really fun for you. Oh yeah, if he leaves, I will be smiling. I mean, that That'll team like is is kind of looking at uh, being really really bad next year i mean i guess they'll have cap space but who's gonna want to go play well, there that's what you get Ooh, maybe that's where carmelo could sign in an underhanded way uh yeah so the thunder are kind of a mess um i think they're probably not gonna make the playoffs next year unless something kind of crazy happens um i mean who the hell knows it's just way too early if if everything happens the way we expect it to then i agree with you but i just think i'm saying so pro- prognosticating players. based on what we know I wouldn't be surprised if they okay, make the Okay, but we, there are known knowns and known unknowns, my man. Oh, my God, Arik. I know that you're having a stress week, uh, and this is a little bit of an escape <laughs> for you, but you're a handful today. Yeah, I'm a bit of a... This isn't a some anonymous player. reporter interviewing Kanye West for Variety. We're partners, all right? Both of our voices matter here, okay? <laughs> Jeez. I uh, love you too. <laughs> okay, in the East, uh, Toronto, at, after really scaring uh, uh, their fans, which they continue to do, uh, did finally uh, take control of the series, won the last two games, uh, beat Washington. Cool. <laughs> uh, I guess so as far as Washington goes, uh, yeah, I, I think they're – they're in a really interesting position of having, you know, we, 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 this is another thing we've talked about quite a bit, but like they're, they've been the same team for a while now. And, uh, it seems to be getting worse every year. Like they have to do something and it can't just be firing Scott Brooks. Like they have to, they have to move some people. No. Yeah. Um, I think if I was a wizards fan, I'd say, Hey, what can we get for John wall? He's the one that's not getting along with anyone. They actually played pretty well when he wasn't there. Uh, he, you know, his upside is obviously being, uh, uh, you know, one of the best guards in the league. Um, but, uh, you know, there's something's not right over there. Um, they could both use a change of scenery. Yeah. Agreed. I don't think that they'll trade him, but they might want They probably should consider it. What would you do if you were the executive? Uh, I would probably try to trade Otto Porter or somebody of that ilk, but I just don't know. I mean, how are you get? Who are you getting? Like, I just don't know who. Otto Porter, I don't think gets you on white side. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know who's who's taking you to the next level in Washington. I don't know. I feel like a lot of teams are kind of in this weird place right now, where there's a couple teams that are still going to be great next year and a couple teams that are about to be great, mm-hmm. and I, I just don't know where Washington fits into that. Yeah, they seem to be in that kind of like slow, steady decline. And you're right, like yeah, yeah. it's like they may they have probably already peaked, which is un- sad to be honest with you, because that this era is interesting, but it hasn't really produced. It's kind of mind blowing. Um, yeah, I remember when they were, uh, I think it was three or four years ago. Uh, everyone was talking about you know they were I forget who they were playing but they were they were 
John Wall and, and uh, uh, Bradley Beal, everyone's saying, oh, that's the backcourt of the future. Give it a couple years, it's going to be the best backcourt in the NBA, you know? And it's just one of those things where you just never really know, you know? Um, yeah. Too many unknowns. You just don't know who's coming into the league, what's happening. There's just too many things. Marks was right all along. Well, every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if I'm, a, if I'm a Washington fan, I'm just kind of like, oof, great. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's rough. It's a rough t- road ahead. But uh, I, I would, I would once again advocate for swinging, swinging big because I think uh, uh, just running a pack is just not an option. Um, uh, Boston, Milwaukee went one of two series to go, seven games. Um, the Bucks have some questions, uh, but you know they're still a young team. I mean, Giannis is still on his rookie contract, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think maybe not. Wait, maybe I'm not, not sure because yeah, he was the same draft class as Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I'll never forget. Uh-huh. Uh, so maybe he is on the first year of his new deal. We should know that. We're the we should know that the we're failing. Experts. We're but failing, he's, y'all. He's very very young. Um, they have to hire a coach. I, it seems to me like they took this year as kind of like a wash. I don't know why. I wouldn't have done it that way, but uh, they never replaced Jason Kidd with any kind of permanent head coach. And uh, Giannis is on a four-year, hundred million dollar deal, okay. Okay. of which he's in the first okay, year. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, so they still got the kind of three years to make something work with him. But man, yeah, when you have a guy like that, you really shouldn't take any season as a wash. I guess they didn't want to overextend themselves and to commit to you know. Uh, commit to anything. I have no idea why they didn't do anything this year. I I don't know if people thought LeBron was just going to walk into the finals, but if they did, they really were not watching this Cavs team. (laughs) I mean, he still might make the finals, but it's not any kind of, you know. No, nothing at this point is certain, except for the Warriors making the finals. Um, Even that, I don't know. Is that certain? eh, I think it's pretty likely. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, Milwaukee. Um, it's, it's hard to say too much because they're just kind of they just kind of basically abstained. So yeah, we're good. Crazy. We'll play out the season, yeah. but we're not really going. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens with what we got, and uh, presumably yeah. in this off season they'll start to try to make some moves. Because um, crazy. Yeah. And then uh, the final uh, uh, series, uh, final uh, exit interview that we have to do is uh, uh, Cleveland, Indiana. Um, Crazy that Indiana didn't win that series yeah, in some ways. Yeah, I, I guess you do have to tip your hat uh, once again. Uh, tip your hat to LeBron, who just was. Uh, you know, he's LeBron James. What can you say? What a force of nature. Um, and uh, to be fair, I guess uh, other other guys on the team contribute a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, not much. But if you're Indiana, I'm sure fans there are very disappointed. Uh, but you know, you took. You took a team with a championship pedigree to seven games. People didn't even think you'd make the playoffs this year. Uh, I, I think you can hold your head pretty high on the season. Um, oh, totally. Totally agreed. And uh, there's there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic if you're uh, Indiana. A lot of great young talent. Um, a lot of drive. Yeah, Lance Stevenson a, a is going to be there forever. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Stevenson. Jeez. Oh. Man, if Dan Stevenson is your answer, I don't like the question. <laughs> I think of all... Unless the answer is, who's a hilarious person to uh, enjoy play basketball? Who is an extremely entertaining player that I would never want on my team? <laughs> yeah. And then the answer is definitely Lance. Yeah. But, you know, as as Joe House said on the Simmons podcast, you live by the Lance, you die by the Lance. Very true. Very true. Yeah, um, yeah of all the teams that we've discussed so far... Uh, I think this is the team where you say, yeah, run it back, you know? Yeah, year older. Maybe it, They're one of the few teams that don't, they don't need a new coach. Nope. Like, Naaman Millen actually did a really great job, which makes me happy because, of course, he is Mr. Sonic. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that they, their team is really interesting. I mean, you know, just another draft pick. Keep keep putting it together. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe some finesse moves for sure. But uh, overall, you got to feel pretty good. And, yeah. Agreed. Dang, dude. So now we have a small amount of time to quickly go over uh, uh, these four series that have already started. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. Let's get real. Least compelling. Uh, Golden State, New Orleans. 
least compelling, but your boy was at game one. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Tell, tell, paint us a picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so my, my brother-in-law uh, really wanted to go to a game and uh, found tickets that were pretty expensive, but not uh, outrageously expensive. Although, I don't know, I guess it depends on your definition. He didn't feel like they were outrageously expensive. So uh, me and him and my other uh, brother-in-law all went to the game. Uh, we were sitting in literally the last row, uh-huh. um, which I actually don't. I mean, there's not a bad seat at that arena. Like, I actually really love that arena. Yeah, generally, like, generally in NBA like. stadiums, just kind of the nature of the sport and, and the way those uh, uh, arenas are, is there's there's not really a bad seat. Yeah, and the nice thing about this particular seat I had was that it was because it was in the very top row. I was I happened to be right where the um, stairs are to go down, so there was no one sitting in front of me all the way down. Oh, sweet. So I, I had an incredible view, and it was it was actually pretty great to see, like from that distance, like kind of all the uh, plays. You could really get a better sense of like what was what was going on. Um, so uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a blowout, uh-huh. right? It was a it was not a particularly competitive game, but there was some nice basketball played. There were some real real nice moments. It playoff Rondo, you know, yeah, you in my life yeah. always always a joy. Drew Holiday stinking it up and wearing a really questionable headband. <laughs> um, Anthony Davis a joy to watch play but uh, man that man needs a little a little more help sure um and on the warriors side you know it's the warriors it's exactly what you would expect um i i do love sean livingston and he had a ridiculous no look pass at one point that that i i was really glad i was there for but in in general i just love basketball Uh, actually the funniest thing i thought was my brother-in-law who is a sports journalist in germany uh, asking where the opposing fans were, <laughs> <laughs> and me explaining to him that there were. That seems a little. I mean, no, no few. offense to your brother-in-law, but that seems kind of like a naive question. I mean, he understands. Oh, he knows. He knows very that little. America's huge. Yeah, I, I, I guess so, but I don't know if he even knew where the Pelicans were from necessarily, or where New Orleans uh-huh. is necessarily. Um, also maybe that there would be, I mean, you, you have to understand that when you go to like a, a Bundesliga game, not only is, are there opposing fans there, but there's an entire section. Oh, uh, no, no, I, I, I am aware of this. So, um, I think it's just a very different vibe. Mark, but I'm I, once I tell explained... you how many times you condescend to me and that was the 50th time. <laughs> in the last five minutes or the whole episode? <laughs> Sorry, please. Go. Um, so I, I think that the, the. Uh, once I explained to him, you know, that it's a seven-game series and that the Pelican fans, first of all, that there aren't many in the Bay, but also that the ones who are in New Orleans know that they're getting a minimum of two games there, that, you know, it's it's less compelling. Yeah. Also, you know, of course, they only have a, a handful of games, so you only get to see a team once or twice a year. But at any rate, um, it was it was, uh, it was well, well worth it, uh, super fun. Uh, you know, playoff basketball is just – and a second round, I mean, you know, a lot of energy. But I will say this. This was what surprised me. It was not sold out. Really? Yeah. There were definitely – I mean, it, I wouldn't say there were a ton of empty seats, but there were definitely empty seats. That's amazing. And that is really a letdown. Like, come on, wow, Golden State. Like, step it up. I get it. You're bored. Well, you know what? That's <laughs> dumb. So – Step it up, but yeah. As far other than that, uh, you know, I thought the Pelicans obviously played a lot, a lot better in Game Two. That was kind of their maybe their opportunity. They they didn't take it. I I mean, they're trying. God bless them. They're trying to beat the Warriors at the Warriors game. I mean, you could define the Pelicans in some ways as like a stylistically at least as like Warriors light. Yeah, and it's just you're not gonna. It's just not gonna. There's happen, just such a right? huge so, talent gap. Um, yeah, it, it's just ridiculous at almost every position. I mean, the Warriors have four of the five best players in the series. I'll probably, be honest. Right? I've watched about five minutes of the series. I tried to watch last night's game, and I, I literally sat there, and I watched a couple minutes, and I just thought, I, I just can't stand this. Yeah. I mean, if I had not been there for game one, like, I'm watching game one and getting into it because I'm there, but I'm like, man, I do not enjoy this, like, you know, in my heart. So, yeah, I agree with you. So let's move on to more exciting games. But I will say, very fun to go to a playoff basketball game, and uh, I hope to go to more. Uh, the the remaining three series um, are all very interesting uh, for different reasons. Um, yeah. So let's just stay in the West. Uh, I don't think I, at this point I don't think we can even rank them because um, there's really uh, compelling stuff uh, in all three of these. So it's good we saved it for the very end of the podcast when we've got about t- maybe ten minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Rockets Jazz uh, as of uh, today is now a split series. Um, one one, good job, yeah, Jazz. Jazz 
taking one on the road. I'm not even going to say stealing one because they won today. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They won fair and square. They won fair and square. Uh, this uh, this is a series that um, I was excited for, and uh, I'm a little bit more excited now that they've stolen one. Um, Joe Ingles, by the way, with a monster game. 27, yeah. Yeah, and Gobert, obviously, with 15 and 14. If you're Utah and you win a game where uh, Donovan Mitchell shot almost 25%, uh, you got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, I mean this is incredible. This is this is really Crowder had a nice game too, your boy. Yeah, yeah, no, he was um, out there to close out the game. Yeah, and yeah, Burks, dang. Uh so yeah, it's a uh, uh, I think you're feeling real good. Yeah, and I I think, you know, this is roughly the round where Houston has typically had problems, right? Yes. Uh so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of history here. You know, Chris Paul, this is the farthest he's ever been in the postseason. Uh, is that true? He's never made a second round. Finals. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but he's been to the second round before. Yeah, yeah, he has been to the uh, second round before. But this is where it all kind of goes wrong for him. And he actually had he had a pretty decent game. Um, yeah, no, pretty good. But that's my that's actually the point. If you're if you're Utah, like you said, Mitchell played pretty poorly, uh, and Capella, Paul, and Harden, and Eric Gordon all had pretty good games. Yeah. Like they got nothing out of Ariza and Tucker. Uh, and literally almost, like, other than Gordon, nothing out of their bench. No, like, they like, got 76 points out of their top three players. Yeah. And then, yeah, then not a whole I mean, lot else from most of the other people except for Eric Gordon. But James Harden, a big plus a zero on the plus minus, by the way. But, <laughs> the, um, uh, the role you know, players like, are not going to play better in Utah. No. Uh, no, where no. Where there's a great crowd. Um, people in Utah, this is what happens, especially right? coming off this win, are going to be super fired up. Um, yeah. I cannot wait to watch the next game. Yeah, the Rockets shot 27% from three, which obviously probably won't happen again, but that's the problem with this team, right? Yeah. And now all the Jazz have to do is hold home court. It, and they might lose next game. I mean, I don't think the series is any anything even remotely decided. Oh, yeah, like, no, I think smart money is still on, on Houston. Overwhelmingly on Houston, yeah. yeah, but wow, good job, Utah. This is pretty interesting, though. Um, yeah, exciting. Uh. I guess we have to be brisk here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, did you have something else you wanted to say about the Jazz Rockets series? Not really. <laughs> okay. Um, in the East, uh, the underdogs in both series won the first game. Um, yeah. So, first of all, yeah, that's right. Uh, the Cleveland-Toronto game. Man. Wow. Uh, you scoffed. When I suggested that I thought Cleveland could win the series, if they advanced. I did scoff. I regret scoffing. Do you, do you feel differently now? Well, y- yes. I, you know, I don't like to believe in things like "Oh, LeBron owns Toronto." Yeah. And I, I, but man, that not great by the Raptors. They missed like twelve shots in a row at the end of the game. Yeah, it, they they really do seem to have. I mean, I don't think LeBron owns them, but they really do seem to have some yips at, at in this. You know. And I, I, I don't know. I, think I don't there's, know what's going on. I think there's a ton of pressure on this team, you know? Yeah, I, they could also go out and win the next four straight, though. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. I think with all that's what's so compelling is now, other than the Warriors-Pelicans, which is, you know, not, not going more than f- five and maybe not even four, maybe not even more than four, yeah. I think the other three series are all really, really compelling. No. I think I really don't know who's going to win the Cavaliers-Raptors. I can see it. I can legitimately see it going both ways. And in almost any number of games. Like, you know, I mean, I could see the Cavaliers squeaking out four straight. I could see the Raptors now winning four straight. I mean, I guess it can't go four four zero Raptors, but any other collection of games now, yeah. I could see. I, I completely agree. You know, it's like it feels like anything could happen. Um, yeah, and that's exciting. That's when basketball's at its greatest. You know, agreed. So uh, yeah, the next game on that one I think is tomorrow. Oh man, really? That's exciting. Another one I'm very very much looking forward to. Um, um, yeah, basically all these series except for the Pelicans Warriors have been a blast. Um, a absolute blast, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess we should just uh, finish up with uh, the, the 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 scariest series. Well, I guess you're feeling pretty good right now. No, I mean I wouldn't say that I'm feeling good. The game one was incredible, and uh, game one was incredible and a lot of fun. But I would not say that I'm feeling good. But uh, yeah, Philadelphia, who uh, had won, you know. 
998 of their last thousand games going into this. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Losing. Yeah, that, so Boston. On the road. With no Jalen Brown, uh, pretty handily uh, uh, took care of business against Philadelphia. Yeah, Tatum and Rozier, monster game. And Horford. Horford shot. And Horford, yeah, yeah. But like, I, but like I said to you when we were talking about this on te- text, I expect Horford to have a big game. That's fair. Tatum and Rozier in the in the conference semifinals. That I mean, Tatum especially. Well, both of them. I mean, just just really really impressive. Um, I mean, yeah, Horford's a beast, and yeah. and that's awesome. Rozier shot sixty percent. Like, Tatum shot fifty percent. Horford shot eighty three point three percent. Absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like Tatum, twenty eight points. Rozier, twenty nine points. Horford, twenty six. And I mean, it's not like. And this is kind of similar to what you were saying about. The um, previous series where where Embiid thirty one and thirteen Simmons eighteen J- Reddick twenty like they didn't have bad games like but they got nothing from like anybody on their bench I mean n- nothing yeah no they got the, the three point Bellinelli. shooting for Philadelphia was really bad nineteen point two percent they shot yeah um so you know I think you know I've I've this is not uh, an original take because uh, a number of people have been saying this but uh, uh you know the the, the Philadelphia win streak uh it, impressive as it is mostly was against lesser teams you know there there were only a few games within that win streak where they played legitimate strong playoff teams um and uh you know what people are observing is that this is the kind of the first time that they're playing a uh, uh a pretty good defense um i mean they scored 101 points but you know uh, they haven't really seen, you know, the the Miami series. Uh, Miami obviously is a playoff team, but uh, and and they did win one game, but you know, Miami's not; they're not great. Um, Boston, as as depleted as they are, uh, they do execute their system. They still have like a really strong defense, and uh, they have a really great strategic coach uh, who had a had a plan for this game and i think i think philadelphia was kind of a little shocked uh i think yeah i think yeah. in their heads they thought all right let's just get this, this over with and then it's the conference yeah. finals you know and and uh uh that is a that is a terrible attitude to have <laughs> yeah that's always a terrible attitude to have for sure i i think it'll be interesting now to see what happens if Brett Brown can come up with something? Can they figure out how to get Simmons some better looks? Can they rejigger on the fly? Like how this is this is when you get tested. You know they haven't yep. really been tested. This is when you get tested. I still think that it's probably well. I don't know. You know, a lot of people are are really kind of penciling in at this point. Philly still, yeah, for sure. And I'm not convinced of that. Like I, I mean, I, you I, have I, mean, I think to. That, you have to. No, no. The odds are odds are good that they will win. They have more talent at this point, and everything else. But you know, n- n- don't doubt the power of like consistency versus. But yeah, I, I guess I mean yeah. When they get to when they get to Philly, like I mean, really, all that happened was Boston won a home game. Like it's, I should probably uh, reset my expectations a little bit. But like, um, it is. It is inspira- It's it, it is interesting to see, and I think that it's very impressive for, for. And I think you know, obviously, the Celtics are another team with a very, very bright future. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you're right. I do still think that that the Philly will ultimately win, but we'll see. I uh, I really hope that Jalen Brown comes back sooner than later. Um, the uh, it sounds like he's yes, doubtful for hamstring. tomorrow, which is a real bummer. Um, yeah, because they're they're gonna need him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been their leading scorer. It's amazing that uh, a team as depleted as Boston is loses its leading scorer and then puts up 117 points. Like, yeah, I mean, incredible, unheard of. It makes no sense. Um, so hopefully, I mean, for me, hopefully, as a Celtics fan, uh, the Celtics can keep up some semblance of what. Um, uh, they've been doing and uh uh hopefully for nba fans at large this will continue to be a compelling series because uh this is really fun you know and and for philadelphia you know a a young ascendant team they 
these kind of trials are are the things that help a team grow and, and help a team uh, gain composure in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, this will benefit them, both teams, in the long run. Yeah. How much money do you think uh, Terry Rozier has, has made himself? Quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, quite a bit. This is a. Uh, uh, I mean, this is really good for. I mean. I don't know how I'd look at this if I'm Danny Ainge, because on the one hand, they do have him under contract for another year, and he's really, really good. But if he keeps improving the way that he's improving, it seems to me unlikely that the Celtics are going to be able to retain him, because they can't really afford... Well, would you choose him or Marcus Smart? Well, the thing is, Marcus Smart... that So that's going to play out this this offseason, because he's up for... Uh, he's an unrestricted... Or sorry, he's a restricted free agent uh, this summer. Um, my guess is that uh, Marcus Smart's value isn't going to be that high because he's mm. one of the worst shooters in the history of the league, and <laughs> he punched a painting and tore a ten in his hand at the end of this year. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong; I love Marcus Smart, and he was great in in this game. But I think they're going to be able to get Marcus Smart for a pretty reasonable rate. Um, for exactly the kind of contract that they're going to be looking for with the money that they're paying their, you know, their, their all-stars. Um, so the, so Terry Rozier, um, I think is going to command a pretty good amount of money, um, next year, as long as, as long as this, the, you know, the, the development is consistent, you know? Yeah. If he's this Terry that we've seen this year with these kind of, uh, 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 breakout games like we've been seeing in the playoffs. Um, I, you know, he could be making like twenty million dollars a year. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw an interesting thing from Simmons and Windhorse today, where Simmons was saying, well, maybe they're both saying that maybe the Celtics will sign both just to have some sort of mid-level contracts to trade because right now the Celtics have only max players and rookie contracts, uh-huh. which I thought was sort of an interesting take that maybe they need this uh, this sort of this sort of stuff. Maybe they need sort of those contracts in order if they want to go after a Kawhi or a Paul George or whoever they're trying to pursue this summer. The, the point I thought that was yeah, interesting. That, that, I guess that's kind of the point that I was sort of building towards. Is like I think as as far as as a trade asset, I think like you know his value couldn't possibly be higher right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're another one who actually, given despite everything with with them, are going to have a really interesting off season. I think. Yeah, I I, I think so too. I, I don't think they're quite at the level of a. a um, some of these other teams, but yeah, I'm, I'm, no. I'm very curious. Agreed. I mean, it seems like they're, we'll see. Do, do they want to be in the mix for someone like Kawhi if he's available or, or something like that? Sure, I'm sure they do. Danny, of course. They he's do. all, he's always looking to improve. Yeah. And they definitely yeah. have a lot of, they still have a lot of assets and it's kind of crazy. Like, crazy. I think Terry Rozier has become a massive asset. I don't know, you know, with the exception of teams like Portland and Golden State who have, you know, superstar point guards. I think a lot of teams got to be looking at at a uh, at Terry Rozier and thinking, man, it would be nice to have that guy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we should we should actually when we get to um, uh, a little bit farther in the season, we should do that exercise because I think that'd be a fun one. Sure. Yeah, I love exercise. <laughs> I know that about you. Um, right, unfortunately, I do have to go. Wait, before we go, sorry. I know you have to go, but I want, I'm want i just going to quickly state the uh, matchup, and I want you to predict the winner in how many games. Okay. Ready? Houston, Utah. Houston in six. New Orleans, Golden State. Mm, Golden State in five. Uh, Toronto, Cleveland. <sighs> Toronto in seven. Philadelphia, Boston. Philadelphia in six. Interesting. Um, I would say Golden State in four. I'd say probably I agree with you on the Houston uh, Utah one. I think Cleveland in seven, and uh, I am going to abstain from the last one because it's I, too emotional I, for I, me. I, I will say this about the the Cleveland one, man. I str- that's the one I obviously struggled with the most, and I just i i was almost i almost scared uh, scared myself out of picking Toronto, but I'm I'm going with it. Good for you. Thanks. Way to take the coward's way out. Um, I didn't. I took the non-coward's way out. You took the coward's way out. <laughs> Why did I take the coward's way out? I picked no, the underdog. No, one, no, one's a ca- no one's a coward. You're, you're a coward. 
No one's a coward. Well, I am just so excited Colin for coward. your wedding. I'm so excited to meet. I've never met anyone in your family. I can't wait. Oh, awesome. I can't wait That's to right. meet uh, your fiance's family. Yeah. I can't wait to eat pizza. Yeah. Um, what kind of beer did you say was going to be at the uh, wedding? It's entirely Mexican beer. I'll I'll take it. That's great. Um, is it an outdoor wedding? It's a mixed outdoor indoor. Ugh. Well, I'll be spending my time inside. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't wait, man. Uh, I guess it's right a little too early to say congratulations, but uh, uh, I can't wait to congratulate you. Yeah, I'm so happy you're coming. I really am. Thank you. I'm just bummed that my uh, wedding present for you didn't work out. Uh, yeah, I'm bummed too, but you couldn't have known, and the effort really does matter. And you're not getting anything else from me. I don't expect anything. <laughs> Your presence is a present, my man. Uh, well, I'll, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> with that. All right, I really do have to go. No! All right, bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs>